0: Today's episode of Sports Headlines is presented by Podgo. What's Podgo? Well, Warner, Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space. So you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo.
1: So you're telling me that if I include an ad from Podgo, they're gonna tell me up front how much I'll make?
0: Of course. If you apply today, actually, to become a member, you'll be immediately connected with advertisers that fit your audience.
1: Really? So it'll be specified for my show and my type of podcast?
0: Yeah. So all you have to do is go to podgo.co, P-O-D-G-O dot co, C-O. And when you apply, make sure you add our podcast, sports headlines, and the how did you hear about podgo section of the application.
1: All right. I'll do that as soon as I can.
0: Yep, again, that's podgo.co P-O-D-G-O dot C O. Let's get back to today's episode.
1: You're listening to the most authentic place in sports. It's the sports headline show. Here are your hosts, Sean Davis and Warner Sanker.
0: March 18th, Massacre week has yes, ended, anyway, but we're in a new Massacre. The now, thank you for that mic. Todd um, Davis, Warner Snaker, will be joining in about 17 minutes My man who has joined the show several times, also known as Jimbo Fisher <laughs> Tom Green. He'll be joining us here in about 17 minutes. But in the meantime, Warner First, how are you? Hey man,
1: I'm doing great. We had a crazy, crazy uh, past few days in the free agency world um, with some news even breaking today. Uh, Most of the big names are gone off the board. We've had former All-Pros. We've had up-and-coming stars, uh, young players, old players, everybody getting cut, getting signed, um, getting the bag, Trent Williams um, with his interestingly formatted six-year but three-year contract. Um, We'll explain that and everything else. That's having free agents here quickly. And then of course we've got Coach Fisher on uh, for our, our brackets in the NCAA tournament. So we're we're excited, man.
0: Yeah, it's a great, it's a great time to be a sports fan. Um and you almost forget really quickly that baseball starts in like 13 days <laughs> or whatever. You almost forget about that. But it, it's a crazy Go, Right now. But um once again, really quickly, guys, go check out. We've done some film breakdowns for Jackson Kruger Sports, 84,000 subscribers on his YouTube channel. We do want a Carl Lawson, one of the more underrated uh players. He is
1: very, very underrated. I mean, this this guy what was top five, top ten in, in sacks created. Um, he he gets to the quarterback and he gets to him quickly. So um he does and really, not stay blocked
0: for long. Yeah, and the Bengals. On Trey Hendrickson, which is again, okay, he's a good player, he's fine, yeah, he's but they already have a number two pass rusher, right? And then they're they saying, like, one of the tweets that uh, the Bengals get one, one of the highest sack leaders last year. Well, when you're playing with Cameron Jordan, you're gonna get a lot of sacks, like it's, it's playing with Aaron Donald if you're Leonard Floyd, yeah, you're gonna yeah. get the bag, you're gonna get a lot of sacks playing with Aaron Donald.
1: And, and while we're on this topic, let's, let's go with some of the other past rushers. Leonard Floyd got paid by the Rams, um, big contract. Exact
0: same contract that Trey yeah. got.
1: Yeah, I, I, I wasn't – I think, you know, he's a good player. He's better than Dante Fowler was for him. Um, but, again, I, it's
0: a very similar situation. I, I don't,
1: yeah, I don't think you can pay that type of edge rusher and Leonard Floyd that much money when you have cap in Matthew Stafford, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald.
0: Um, now they now, now they are officially underneath the cap, I believe, after some some uh trades and cuts or whatever. I want to see if over the cap has updated some of these acquisitions. But um yeah.
1: And um speaking of Yummy Kingakwe got signed by the Raiders and, and I'm thinking, what are the Raiders doing, man? I mean, not to mention all the other moves they made, but it seems like half the roster's on New It seems like half of everybody's roster is on New England now, first of all. But um, um the, the Raiders just, what are they doing? It's John Gruden traded away his best offensive lineman. Actually, his two best offensive linemen. linemen um, probably the best right tackle, if not a top three right tackle in the game. A top three center in the game. Maybe top two, but definitely top three center in Rodney Hudson. Who, yes, he's aging, but he's still a valuable player. And then you sign Yannick Ngakwe, who we saw this past season, he's not a number one pass rusher. That's why the Jags drafted Josh Allen. Um, that's why now the Vikings, they traded him away to the Ravens, who paired him with Matt Judon and, and, and um, their interior line of, of nose tackles and three ticks, and, and they had to the blitz every play because, once again, he and Matt Judon cannot consistently get to the passer or get to the quarterback – winning their one-on-one battles for whatever reason. And, and so if you're the Raiders, you already have Cleveland Farrell. You have not Max Williams, but uh, Max Crosby, I believe is his name.
0: Yeah.
1: And and, and now you just added a number, another number two or one and a half, uh, if you want to call it that, pass rusher in Ngakwe. And I'm thinking, I mean, you took a chance on Nelson, Nelson Aguilar. That paid off. Every other guy you've taken a chance on, and wanted to have is either cut traded or trash or not worth the value that you paid them or drafted them at. Yeah. I don't yeah. think Josh Jacobs, he's a good player, but I, I, first round running backs, that's always going to be a debate in this league until something drastic changes, but he was a first round running back. You drafted at the, with the number six pick a good run defender at the, on the edge. But you, if you're drafting at the number six pick drafting edge, you want a, a number one, franchise pass rusher who you're going to give multiple contracts to down the road. Cleveland Farrell is not that guy. Now he might get multiple contracts because you never know what's going on with Gruden, but it's, it's just, it's something that given up Mar- Amari Cooper, Khalil Mack. And then with those picks that you got, got just about nothing. You gave up Rodney Hudson for a third round pick. We'll see what happens with that pick. I doubt it's going to amount to anything. You signed Yannick Ngakwe. He's probably going to be an overpay at this point. I, I just,
0: yeah, yeah. We said this when we did our head coaches rankings. I just find it sorry, right? because it always happens to come back up. John Gruden is a top ten to twelve head coach in the league, but man, he just shoots himself in the foot with the, the assault rifle and just screws him over so much with his. Uh, with his uh, trades and his roster-building skills completely over and over again. There was a,
1: there was a brilliant uh, statement by, I think, Michael Barty is his name, on the Pat McAfee Show. Shout out to them. He said, John Gruden motivates himself and coaches these teams well by convincing himself that he has bad players and everyone is trash on his team and he has no talent. The problem with that is when you give him control of the organization in the in the general manager role, he thinks he has crap players and 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 trades them away or and he's just he's not long term at all. He's he's oh this guy looks cool, oh that guy looks cool, oh, oh I bet that guy can do something. And and instead of you know starting starting with This is what we want. This is what we're looking at a player at this position. This is what we want at this position. Um, You know, we want a long corner who can play press man. We want a, um, a a slot receiver who is is quick, but uh, can catch the ball in traffic. Um, We want a quarterback that has a cannon arm that isn't necessarily mobile. We want a a pass blocking left tackle, but a, a big mauling right tackle. And, and, He's just, he, he hasn't shown the ability to do that. And it's really holding him back um, as a coach. Now he has that 10 year contract with, with the Raiders. So nothing's really gonna happen, but it's, it's just, it comes to a point where you wonder like, he's a better coach than Bill O'Brien. Was he, but is he getting to the same level?
0: It's. Yeah. Um, if you're just not joining, we had some technical difficulties. And uh so yeah, free agency uh recap so far. And it's been an exciting free agency. But really quickly, uh again, we'll be joined by Tom Green, fan of the uh friend of the show, um, in about nine minutes here. Um but I think some of the winners of free agency, I'll go to like my five or whatever. I think if you you kind of have to put Arizona in there, uh I don't know how much AJ's gonna really help. Um, AJ, I don't Green. even think.
1: I mean, the moves they made outside of AJ Green, really.
0: Um, but you bring in Ronnie Hudson, which now you know. I, I think you have. I like that bringing in Ronnie Hudson a lot. Um, and now I think at sixteen, they're they're really gonna go corner, especially letting Pat Pete walk. I think you gotta go corner at sixteen. Jay-Z Horn, maybe um, J. unless Horn. Caleb
1: Farley or um not Rousseau, but um Alabama Sertain Sir how however you say his name falls.
0: Yeah, um or Farley or
1: or do they grab an Asante Samuel, maybe reach for him or trade back for him. Yeah, I think that's, that's a good possibility. That's
0: also another good possibility. Um I obviously New England, they <laughs> they have a completely new roster. Patrick yeah. Chun just announced
1: his retirement today.
0: Yeah. Shout out to him on a great career. Great career, Patrick. Yep, yep. Uh, Patrick super multiple time Super Bowl champion. Um, but yeah, the, the moves they made, Calbit. This is just such a Bill Belichick move. So they get a third round compensation pick for Cal Van Noy leaving last year, and then they bring him back this year. So they have the commissary pick that they got from losing him, and then they bring him back. So it's just, it's just the Dolphins cut him, and he went
1: right back to New England.
0: Right. Um, but
1: um, you and I will say, I will say, credit to myself, I did say that contract was not a very good contract for him, and then they ended up cutting him a year later. So I just, I just want to put that out there,
0: yeah. Um, but yeah, you bring him back, and then uh, on the offensive side, obviously, he's Johnny Smith, Hunter Henry, uh, Brent Brown. With again, is great now, you did lose Joe Thunny, but this draft class. You can and, get and, a, a low-tier starter and guard is a less of an important position compared to your center spot. Um, now I be- is David Andrews a free agent? Because if so, you, you obviously would desire to bring him back. Um, and and sign
1: Cam Newton, who's going to be their starting quarterback next year.
0: Right, and oh, then um, Nelson go not the biggest fan of it. Um, I, I guess it's by – I, I, I love it. I love it because they need they need his skill set. If he, he can continue he like, to catch the ball like he did in Oakland, I'm it's nervous, a great time. I'm nervous about this. I have this vibe that they're going to go and they're going to say, hey, you know what? We're all in on camera. We're going to drop Rashad Bateman with the 15th pick. I had this like weird punch that so they're going to do that. And I don't know. I, I,
1: I don't know. I got the feeling from signing the tight ends they would want to go to a Mac Jones um, at 15. Just because Cam Newton, he doesn't have he, he doesn't have a shoulder anymore. So it basically goes bicep to chest, uh, uh to peck. And his mechanics for, for his and, never grip from,
0: and yeah, um, and his mechanics and never grip from the get-go.
1: Yeah, so I I think how incentive late in his contract is, I think they're gonna give him a shot to win that job and bring him to the playoffs, but I think they're also gonna draft somebody. Um now, whether that is a Mac Jones here or maybe a Jamie Newman later in the draft. Um, maybe a Kellen Mond or I mean Ian Book I, I, I don't know but um yeah, hey hey you never know man you, you, Tom, Tom Brady
0: looked awful
1: um in, I think his, this is his of,
0: I think this whole COVID thing is really unfortunate because a guy like Jamie Newman and, it, and this shows how football one year can really do one it's like Joe oh, Burrow yeah. Joe Burrow was number one pick because of one year Baker would have probably been a first round quarterback, so he wouldn't have been number one. If it wasn't for the Heisman year, Sam Kyler, and so on. Jamie Newman going into this year, people were thinking. Of me mean, outside of maybe Fields and Lawrence, people were talking about him competing for QB three, QB four with Trey Lance. He opts out, and Zach Wilson takes just the, just gets surpassed the world by storm. Mac Jones has a phenomenal year, and now all of a sudden we're kind of you know forgetting about jamie newman and yeah there's still a reason why you know people thought he could be qb3 or qb4 but again if you you have to remind people of that and he couldn't do that whereas a guy and again zach wilson and mac jones could be like hey you know for example our good buddy john vogel's case mac jones is this qb hold on i oh, yeah, think he's either qb2 i think you might bump them up I really do think he might bump them up. Hold on, I'm trying no, to. I, find. I think he he gave Fields an 87. He
1: gave like Jones an 85, and I think Wilson an 84. Jones
0: and Fields are uh, tied for oh, okay, a second. Okay. So he's but, got a
1: weird grading method. He 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 has uh, just numbers to show how close they are. Like he, he gave what uh, Lawrence
0: over 100, right? Yeah, and then the next is a mid 80s. So, well, yeah, that, that's I, unfortunate. Yeah. I really think that the only the only players. That could that could opt out and not affect their draft stock. for Chase, Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence, and maybe Justin Fields. I think Fields, at worst case scenario, Fields would have been QB three, and that's what he is now. So I I don't think I think
1: worst case he could have been if if Trey Lance and Jamie Newman were also out. Trey Lance worst case I know, I know, I know. So I'm yeah. basically counting that as him opting out because um, yeah. the season was over after one game. So if Lance and Newman played the whole season, I could easily see Fields fall to QB five, um, maybe six, depending on how those guys perform. But here's the thing.
0: Yeah, and and we
1: might be able to see six first-round quarterbacks. When was the last time we saw that? Because it's undeniable that Fields is a good quarterback uh, and probably a first-round prospect. Last? Yeah.
0: Oh, was, was that, that five? Would it be Baker's draft class, or was that year five? Baker, yeah, Donald, Mayfield, Lamar. It was, five. It was uh, Darnold, five. Allen, and Rosen. Right. Five. That's five. But, we might see five this year too. Oh yeah, for, we're gonna see five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like no doubt five. Um, but yeah, it's just really unfortunate, and you, you got to remind people of that. But again, like unless you're Jamar Chase or Trevor Lawrence, you have to play, and I mean. Like even Gregory Rousseau, he'll still be a first round pick, but we could he could be a top five, top eight pick in this year's draft. He could be this year's version
1: of Chase Young and
0: Bosa. Yeah. If if he yeah, had played, but he did not play. He opted out. Now some people have some concerns about his pass rushing moves and his skill set because we, the only tape we have on him is this freshman year tape. But again, like this a half sacks as a freshman, that that's pretty daggone impressive. Um, really quickly, I'm going to wrap up my free agency winners. Uh, so I already have the Cardinals, the Patriots. I think the Browns uh, adding John Johnson is really going to be do wonders. I would like to see them get maybe – they're, they're going to they're gonna be really fun to watch in the draft season. Um, I would like to see them get an edge rusher maybe if there's still any good ones available off the top of my head. I can't think of any um, because I think edge rusher pairing somebody with Miles Garrett Or uh, inside linebacker, I think, would really help this team as well, obviously. And reportedly, they are still looking to add depth to corner and inside linebacker. Um, But the Browns, and obviously my Chargers, I mean, come on now. Corey Lensley, the Steelers guard, whose name is escaping me right now. Tyler, Matt Tyler. Yep, and we bring back Michael Davis. I would like to see us add some more pieces, obviously. You're about
1: cutting Mike Williams?
0: We didn't cut Mike Williams. I think you should. I mean, I, I see both sides of you it. You
1: can draft a, you can draft a Seth Williams, who, who's a similar, a comparable player, deep threat, got speed, big body, um, that you can get on a cheaper four-year contract instead of paying them what fifteen and a half million dollars. I, I just think I think it's an
0: option that, that the Chargers should look yeah. out for. Absolutely. But now it's, it's fully guaranteed. And if we were going to count them, we should have counted before the deadline yesterday. So it, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I guess the fifth team, fifth biggest winner, the Buck. They're just running it back. They got everybody back. Just your hands up. What do you even do? The Niners, I, I like so far what the Niners have done as well. And I'm really curious where Richard Sherman's going to end up. I think New York. The Jets will be a nice destination. Reunite him with um, crap, Costello, uh, Costello, whatever. If you know their relationship was good together in uh, San Francisco, but yeah, I would really like to see him end Did up. You there. see what
1: he tweeted? He tweeted up a bunch of uh, PFF but, yeah, coverage like grades
0: and stats. All right, it, it was a bunch of uh, PFF, gu- like like what the heck?
1: Who cares? Oh be your own agent. Who needs an agent when you have the resume of Russell Wilson and PFF in Twitter?
0: Yeah, you mean Richard Sherman? Sherman, yeah. But uh, yeah, what a guy he is. Um, and, and, and I, I forgot, like, bro, why, why would you do this? But I forgot, you know, him and Chris were have a podcast on. This a part of PFF. So I was like, oh, okay, he probably has the inside scoop to all these details. So he could go to the management and be like, hey, hey, I, I need this, that, this, that, this, that. And this stat, make me look good.
1: I mean, or he could have just pulled up his own profile. Right. I mean, it's a bunch of good stats on there, so.
0: Yeah. All right. Our next guest, um, we're about to be joined by Tom Green. So there we go. Our next guest, host of the Tom Green podcast and friend of the show. He kind of reminds me of actor and comedian Sean Astin. Ladies and gentlemen, Tom Green. <laughs> There we go, I love it. Great to be back on the show, previewing
2: some brackets with you guys. Of course, I've got mine filled out ready for some analysis, yes, and I'm sir. sure it's waiting for for a long time. Glad to be on the show
0: and looking forward to it. Absolutely. Um, so if Warner embarrasses I, I, I'm really nervous about Warner, like, uh, I hey, listen, listen, you got to go big, or you might as well go home.
1: Uh So, so I got some upsets in
2: there. Let's just say it like that. I got some upsets in there. All right. Chalk belongs best on the chalkboard, not not in your bracket.
0: Yeah. Um, So, let's start off here with with, with a couple of bracketology previews or whatever. Um, Which one seed, and we can go around the table. We can start with you, Tom, and I go over there. Which one seed do you think has the toughest road to the final four? Well, I'm, in, a way I'm, in a way, I'm being a little bit biased, but I'm not.
2: i, I got to say Michigan, and it's because, yes, they have the winner of a first four game between Mount St. Mary's and Texas Southern. They should be able to win that. But then the road gets tough. LSU, runners up in the SEC. Florida State, Yeah. Yep. Florida State. The last time they played Florida State was in the Elite Eight. Duncan Robinson made the free throws of his life to advance Michigan in the Final Four. After that. If we get this far, Alabama, of course that's pending. Of course, any other results, Alabama. Yeah. This is not David and Alabama football. We're talking Nate Oates and Alabama basketball. Both were SEC champions.
0: Yeah,
2: We've got two SEC teams in Florida State. It's <laughs> are we are we actually talking about football here, or basketball? Because this the road seems like quite like that for the Wolverines.
1: Don't worry, we yeah. got Gonzaga and Baylor as top seeds. They haven't done nothing in football.
2: Yeah. I know Gonzaga has a football yeah,
0: team. Know, <laughs> <Gonzaga>. and <laughs> and
1: Baylor hasn't been good since RG three, really.
0: So. no ba- Baylor had the one good year with Matt rule last year, um, when they uh lost my Oklahoma Sooners. Oh you yeah, let's go. Um but for me looking at the bracket, I think you I think the answer has to be either Michigan. I think it's because of Livers being out and not knowing what his status is. If not Michigan, you have to go Illinois, in my opinion. You're gonna wind up facing uh, Oklahoma State at some point, potentially in the 316. Um, with that would be the and, under. But let's not forget that. Yeah. With, but Oklahoma State with Kate Cunningham and the squad they have. West Virginia potentially in an Elite Eight matchup, who I'm really fond of. I think their road and Michigan's are the two toughest for sure.
2: Yeah, adding to the Brad Underwood Bowl, let's not forget that Brad Underwood coached a year at Oklahoma State before Illinois poached him. So that's
0: going to be going to have some personal ties with Coach Underwood. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, so ESPN posts like a graphic, like every year or whatever is a, is a double-digit double seed that makes the run think at least to the street 16 and i think there's one there's been one to the Elite eight uh, past 10 years some crazy like that
1: that's
0: cinderella team yeah what double digit c do you think has the potential to go the farthest in the tournament start with me okay what i
2: have in my bracket is I changed this, actually, from the show that I did with Lee Mowen yesterday. I didn't have any double digits advancing Sweet 16, but this time I changed it because, well, just like you had said, Sean, someone does go that far. And I actually have Ohio University. is mm. Virginia is still going through COVID protocols and mm. is not traveling to Indianapolis until Friday. Yeah. That's going to affect them for Saturday's game. Ohio has been sitting for over a week, and well, I will add to your point and say we have we usually have a game a round of thirty two game between double digit seeds. I have Ohio in that game against UCSB yep. as I, have UCSB beating Creighton. I'm basing that off of how Creighton played against Georgetown in the Big East title game. Did they realize they were on the floor or was it March? 14th 2020 again when we were watching that most awkward first half of all time oh before God. the sports when Creighton and St. John's so I, I'm, I'm asking those questions to the Creighton Blue Jays so I have Ohio reaching the Sweet 16 as far as that goes I also have Georgetown winning and I have I have a surprise Final Four team it's not a Cinderella necessarily but it's a oh. but- one seed we'll preview that later but as far as those, Ohio, Sweet
0: 16. Yeah, for me, I think it's North Texas. They're matching up against Purdue team that, you know, I'm just not I, – I, I, I like that matchup for North Texas, you know, uh, facing Purdue. North Texas, they shoot the 3 ball well at a high clip, thirty nearly 38%. Um, they don't let – they're stingy defensively. I think this is an up-standard matchup for your bracket, people, if you're tuning in. And then they'll face NOVA and NOVA besides those couple of years, you know, you still have your little uh, anxiety. Like even a team like Virginia, where, yeah, they won the tournament a couple years ago, but you still had those anxieties like, oh, God, can we trust NOVA come tournament time? Can we trust, uh, especially this NOVA team, which is not the NOVA of the years where they won national championships, and can we trust Virginia? So Ohio and North Texas, North Texas is the one that have gone to the 316, but those two for sure are really safe bets.
2: Let's not forget about the trees that Villanova has, even though a lot of people are picking Winthrop to beat them. I'm not, Yeah, but in the same aspect, I'm not picking Nova to go far. Warner was going to talk, so go ahead.
1: (laughs) I actually, I did pick Winthrop to beat them, but they're not my team um, reaching the Sweet 16. The only double-digit team um, that's not a 10 seed um, that I have reaching the Sweet 16 is also Ohio, but I also have... um, Let's see. I also have Virginia. Actually, no, no, I don't. Just Ohio. <laughs> no, no, no other double-digit seeds. Um, Virginia Tech, not quite. Um, Utah State, not quite.
0: Yeah. Another team that I think, even though know, they could because of the coach that they got. And, uh, you know, they always seen to make these weird runs. But I don't think, I like the matchup they were having in the second round. Syracuse. Hughes, Bayheim just makes magic. Tournament, I think it was 20, once say seven, when they won this ridiculous final four run. Um, nobody expected them to do it, and they go somehow to the final four and they lose. I honestly forget who they lose. It was I think it was Carolina. It was the year Carolina played Nova, I believe. Yeah, that's right, because Villanova Nova beat the crap out of Oklahoma in the final four. It was that year. Um, okay, that's so they always seem to go on these ridiculous tournament runs. I think if they could somehow get past West Virginia, we could see another one of those weird runs. But, um, you know, let's let's stop talking about this a little bit. Let, let's get into the brackets. So, uh, Tom, which, which side of the bracket you want to start at?
2: Um, why don't we go ahead and start with the overall number one seed, Gonzaga, in the West. All right. Now, of course, I think most of the public, including myself, has Gonzaga going to the Final Four? Yeah. Yes, I have. But we've been talking about it, that there are going to be upsets in this bracket. Like I said, UCSB and Ohio, I think they're going to make upsets. Now, it's going to depend on what happens tonight. But I have, if you're a fan of Hotline Boing and One Dance and those ty- that type of music, That's you're going to so love it. Dear. Because I have Drake beating USC. Ooh. now if wichita state beats drake that could change i may actually have usc beating wichita state but right now i have drake beating usc and i'm sure the fans in t- the six in toronto are going crazy um because they made that pick but that's another upset i have i also have kansas beating iowa in the sweet 16 okay okay i i got as a Michigan fan, I cannot stand the hype for Luca Garza. I get it. He's all pro. He's all another. Bill Rafferty thinks that he's all that and, and 55 and some bags of chips. And they retired his jersey right after his senior night, which yeah. I thought that years too soon. Yeah. Hunter Dickinson stopped them when they played each other. And Kansas has a lot more tournament experience than Iowa does. Now, Iowa has been there the past few seasons. They probably would have made a run had COVID not shut down last year. Yeah. But fact of the matter is, always trust Kansas in tournament time, even though I hate saying it because I want to see somebody other than Kansas win the Big 12, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) That happened with Texas. Yeah. and Elite 8
0: Gonzaga to the Final Four. Yeah, for me on that side of the bracket, I also agree with you. Um, if I could pull my daggone bracket up, I also agree with you. Uh, I actually, this could be the first year. I think Creighton makes the 316 this year. I think they'll do it. They'll obviously lose to Gonzaga, but I do have them narrowly beating Ohio. And then towards the bottom of the bracket, I also agree with you. I think Kansas will be Iowa in the 316, and then Gonzaga will be Kansas, and they'll move on to the Final Four. Um, I think Oklahoma, if they can figure some things out, they're not going to beat Gonzaga, but they can give Gonzaga some troubles. So I think that's going to be a lot more. I think that's going to be more of a competitive game. But we thought Oklahoma was sitting around that top 10 range and then they went on a, a little post uh, rest of the year But they can get back and find some, some of that momentum that they once had. I think that could be a little competitive. I think that'd be a good game to watch.
2: Even though I'm not a huge fan of Oklahoma football, I can take Oklahoma basketball beating Kansas every now and again. And I wish they would have won the big 12 with Buddy Heald because Lon Kruger's darn good coach. I'll give you guys that for sure.
1: Yeah. Um, I also have Gonzaga going to the final four. Um, I think that's pretty much inevitable. Um, now, I think they, I don't, I don't think they're going to blow, you know, all the teams they play out of the water. Um, but I, I think they're going to they're going to win some close games and, and make it to the final four, a little shaken, but but still alive. Um, I I got um, Kansas going, but then losing actually to Iowa in the Sweet 16. Um, I, I, I just I think I was too complete of a team um, other than just Luca Garza to To make a run, even though, as you said, Kansas always seems to do way better than than, than they should in um, in tournament time. I also, um, actually, this is kind of going on uh, to the east, so I'll save that. I'll save that, um, unless you want to go to the east right now. Yeah, I guess we could go over to the east, but really quickly. Go ahead. <laughs> Alrighty.
2: So for me in the east, um. I do have Texas Southern beating Mount St. Mary's tonight, but I don't think that will necessarily matter because Michigan's going to win that first game. Sorry. They're not going to be a Virginia UMB story. As far as upsets goes, I got Georgetown beating Colorado. Um, we saw that Bill Walton has five teams in the final four and all of them consist of pac 12 teams. And he doesn't know what the bracket actually is <laughs> because of the conference of champions there. I, any Pac-12 teams advancing in this bracket in fact I have UCLA beating Michigan State but I have them losing to BYU because BYU gave Gonzaga a run for yeah. their and then some in the WCC title game let's not forget that BYU also has Matt Harms the yeah. transfer to Purdue seven foot four beast in the middle not quite the beast that Isaac Haas was but he needed to make a name for himself by transferring to BYU, and he's done so on the West Coast. BYU wins that game. As far as the rest of the bracket goes, I have UConn beating Maryland. Not a big fan of Daryl Morsell. We saw that in the Big Ten Conference quarterfinals against Michigan, how he can he, – he's, he's a trash talker, let's say that. Uh, Michigan, I think, though, advances to the Final Four with wins over Texas Southern, LSU, FSU, and Bama. Uh, a, a run that will have Jim Harbaugh
0: saying, Juwan, how do I do that? <laughs> um, taking a couple pointers from Juwan. I mean, really quickly, I love Juwan Howard. You know, a uh, big fan of his and, and the coaches, coach that he is. If you guys get livers back and, um, you know, and, and he's healthy, um, I think you guys could make a big run. But that that that's really the big question mark for me. So unfortunately, I'm going to disappoint you if I can find my bracket. I lost it. All right, I'm back. Um, I actually have Saint Bonaventure beating LSU. Saint Bonaventure, they're a very stingy defensive team. Um, they they're soft. They can shoot the three ball at, at a decent rate, almost thirty six percent. Um, they're yeah, they're a really stingy defensive team. I'm I'm curious on how Michigan can can combat that, especially with Livers um so and then towards the bottom of the bracket i do think byu will advance i have texas and shaka smart making like having the first big moment he's had since uh his vcu days so i have my lead day is gonna be a little bit of a shocker texas and Florida state i have texas advancing to the final four because i do not unless you guys either just play spectacular, like I have no concerns whatsoever following, you know, the round sixty-four and thirty-two. Unless that happens, I, I'm gonna roll my guns and pick Texas to go to the final four.
2: And yes, Levers' injury is something to really watch for. I, I agree with that.
0: Yeah. And uh Warren has some technical difficulties, but so we can advance and we'll uh and Thanks. he'll join uh when he when he gets that figured out. But uh the gotcha. I guess, I guess we go on to the South Division. So, this is headed by Baylor, Ohio State's the two seed in that bracket uh, right now. How, how's your South Region look?
2: So, I talked with Lee Mowen yesterday on my show, and he was telling me that Oral Roberts was going to beat Ohio State, to which I called him crazy. But as a Michigan fan, I really hope that does happen. But let's, let's if it was Iona,
0: I, I think that would be a real possibility because Patino's a wizard. <laughs>
2: that it would let's be realistic here so in this and so in this bracket this is the surprise bracket that i was talking about i do not have baylor in the final four let's 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 start there i do have baylor though beating wisconsin of course hartford and Purdue. I do have Purdue going to the Sweet 16, although it seems like every year I pick Purdue to go just a little bit too far. So your North Texas prediction could actually happen. I thought I thought their court was a little bit interesting last night. I watched a little bit of Toledo and Richmond and saw North Texas's floor. I thought it looked interesting with the green Texas flag in the paint. So yeah. thing anecdote there. Arkansas, um, they will clean the toothpaste off of Colgate. So for those picking that upset, sorry. Uh, Florida beats Virginia Tech. I think Virginia Tech is as one year ahead of where they really should be. Ohio State goes to the Sweet Sixteen. What's the name, what's the team I haven't mentioned yet?
0: Nova. Nope.
2: Well, okay, I didn't mention them, but but not them.
0: Uh, Florida. Uh, uh, uh.
2: Texas Tech. Ooh. For the last time Texas Tech played in the full tournament, they made the national title game. I think they're going to shock a lot of people and make the final four. Whoa. Tech to the final four with victories over Utah State, Arkansas, Ohio State, and Baylor. It, it's this, well, this is the big crash and burn. That is a tough road. road. It's a tough road, but Texas Tech can play that swarming defense like they did when they made the championship run, and you can beat anybody with that type of defense. I think they would again this year and shock the world and make the final four.
1: Yeah, that is a really, 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 really bold pick. Um, I don't think I don't think I got that bold on it, but you know that that is a valid point you you bring up with with the uh, the swarming defense. If you can, guys to turn over the ball, um, guards to turn over the ball, intercept passes, um, it, it leads to, you don't have to have a necessarily high powered offense because if you're getting extra possessions, you're getting extra points. Um, and then likely the other team's going to get into foul trouble. You're going to be sent to the line in the bonus and it just keeps adding up. So I, I think that's a valid um, point, but I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't think Texas Tech is necessarily going to be able to knock off um, specifically Baylor.
0: Uh, I have Texas Tech, so my – where are we at? The South region. I have Baylor going to the Final Four. But Texas Tech, I do agree. They're going to make a run. So I have them beating Utah State. I think they're going to beat Arkansas. And then Ohio State, uh, even though Ohio State's having a great year, that Washington kid is something special. Um, He's just a bucket getter, period. But, you know, you have – when it comes to tournament time, you get deep in these runs. You kind of have to rely on teams to have those, that experience and obviously some sort of talent. That's Texas Tech. Coach Beard is a wizard. He's a great coach. Um, you mentioned it went to that final four run. But Mac McClung is the absolute stud. Um, you accompany him with Terrence Shannon Jr., some of these other role guys they have in this team. They could have made a really deep run. They lost by a uh, big 12 tournament. Lost to Texas, the eventual champion, uh, by one point in the tournament. This team can't. It's prime for a deep run, I think. Um, just don't think they'll get past Baylor. But I would not be surprised if they did beat Baylor. That's that. that that's gonna be something interesting to watch. Definitely. Yeah, oh, we'll still need Warner's
2: pick on the East since he's back with us. But yes, definitely. We it's we all are disputing one. Number one seed, a lot of people are saying Michigan. I'm j- I'm fading Baylor.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Warner. Yeah,
1: uh, you what did you want for the, from the east?
0: Yeah, we, we went over the east when you're having some technical difficulties. So just roll over your east really quickly and we can uh move on to the mid Yeah,
1: one one team that I really want to keep an eye on is Florida State. I think they're gonna go go really far in the tournament. I have them knocking off Michigan in uh, I believe what the sweet 16. Um and, and so I, I think I, they, they just, they, they play, they play good defense They know how to score the ball. And, and I feel like they can, they can make a deep run. Um, I also have BYU making a pretty deep run. I'm actually going to go up against Gonzaga in the final four. Uh, final Yeah. In the final four. Um, and then I have. Hold on one sec. I have, um, I have Michigan again losing to Florida State in the um, in the Sweet 16. So I see Sean's getting the big eyes. Uh, what, what's this well, about?
0: about? Bold. I
2: mean, yeah, it's like, Wow. Big. too. I just got to focus on the camera? I got the big eyes? Why you in the Final Four? Whoa, that's that's bold. I mean, my Texas Tech pick was
0: <laughs> that bold. Like bold, bold. I mean, gotta wow. go bold. Like that's overbold. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so yeah, let's let's go on to I believe we're now in the uh, Midwest bracket. So right now, really quickly, as it stands, the first three teams I believe in Tom's Final Four is Gonzaga. Um, I already forgot. Is it Mi- yeah Michigan right in the Final Four? Yep, Michigan. Yep, Gonzaga, Michigan, and Texas Tech. For me, it's Gonzaga, Texas. And Baylor and for Warner it is BYU Gonzaga <laughs> and Baylor. Um, yeah. so let's move on to the Midwest bracket, region of the bracket. Now the one is headed by Illinois and I, I think the weakest two seed in Houston. Um, and then in the, but the mid the mid tier seeds, I guess you want to call them that, like West Virginia, Oklahoma State, two Big powerhouses. Um, Tom, how's your Midwest bracket shaking up? Well, it's, it's like the
2: cars say, shake it up. Um, it's pretty shaken up. It's not quite the martini shaken, not stirred, like James Bond wants, but uh, I do have Illinois. I'm going to go ahead and say, I do have Illinois going to the final four here, but their path is going to be over Loyola, Chicago. Uh, Moses Wright for Georgia tech is out because of COVID protocols. So, be careful when picking that game. In fact, the line went from plus two to minus six for, for uh, Loyola Chicago. So Moses Wright get an eight-point difference in that game. I got Loyola Chicago in that one. Oklahoma State advancing to the Sweet 16. That I think that game will go overtime in the Brad Underwood Bowl. Cade Cunningham shoots a three at the buzzer to go to overtime, but Ayo Dosunmu takes over in overtime. Uh, Tennessee is going to have a little bit of a battle with, Oklahoma, with um, Oregon state, and then they'll lose to Oklahoma state. But as far as the other half of the bracket goes, I do have San Diego state beating Syracuse. although that will be a close game as well. West Virginia, I think is going to be that one elite eight team that has a struggle in round one, but somehow recovers because I like Bob Huggins' press defense. West Virginia goes to the Elite Eight. Houston only wins one game. They beat Cleveland State, then they lose to Rutgers. In football, you are basically feeling embarrassed if you lose to Rutgers in any shape or form. Sorry, Greg Shiano, but that's the the fact of the matter. But in basketball, Steve Peichel has really turned this team around, and I've seen it from the beginning, ever since Mike Tice was – fired because of his abuse to the players. And Eddie Jordan pretty much said, Hey, we're still Rutgers basketball. We're here. Then Steve Peichel takes over, turns his team around, gets in the, to the NCAA tournament for the first time in 30 years. And they will win two games in the NCAA tournament. They will take West Virginia. Close. But West Virginia pulls away and wins by two possessions to get to the elite eight. Illinois beats West Virginia by 10. And
0: advances to the final four. All right, so changing it up a little bit, like as we were going. All right, so here's my uh, Midwest bracket. Um, I have Illinois. They're going to win two games, and they're going to lose Oklahoma State in the Sweet 16. My lead day is going to wind up being West Virginia in Oklahoma State. This should be a fun Big 12 clash. Deuce McBride. Shout out to Cincinnati product. Like, by the way, fun story. Uh, we played Deuce McBride or Miles McBride um, in Molar, the best school in the state or for basketball anyway. And we played them in, a, in an event and they absolutely just murdered us. And Deuce at like 15, 5 and 5, uh, great defense. And he, he, he's an absolute stud. He's been that way since. He's a winner. And I think he's going to carry them along with Cobra and the, the great coaching from Bob Huggins and all the other stuff to the Final Four and where they're going to match up against Baylor. So we have so for me, we have three Big 12 Final Four teams. I have Baylor, West Virginia, and Texas. Um, Illinois, Oklahoma State, Illinois, if you wanted to go Illinois, I absolutely completely get that. I went Oklahoma State. I'm scoring my gut feeling on this one, and I don't know what that is.
1: Sounds like- a little throwback to uh, early uh, SH episodes, and this episode is presented by Intercoms. Intercom. <laughs> when you want to interrupt sports headlines, the sports headlines show, use Intercoms.
2: Yeah, like, it's, like I'm watching a Manchester United game, every time before they'll make an announcement uh, on EPL soccer, the tone will be like that, ding, ding. and then the announcer will say whatever is going on, a substitute or a goal or something.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Warner, you're Midwest bracket.
1: Yeah, so um, I actually differ from you guys a lot, but I'm going to start with Illinois. Um, I have Illinois, of course, beating Drexel, and then I have them sneak away, sneaking away from Loyola, Chicago, um, and Oklahoma State, so two close games there. Um, Oklahoma State, of course, going to beat Tennessee um, and Liberty. Um, another notable uh, I have is San Diego State uh, losing to West Virginia in the second round but West Virginia losing to Houston um, in the, in the third round, which was the sweet 16. I I really like Houston's defense. Um, They, they really, they stifle opponents. They don't let them score. And and I think that's going to take them pretty far into this tournament. Uh, I have Houston actually knocking off Illinois in the elite eight, um, but then losing to Baylor in the, in the final four. So.
0: Hey, um, no spoilers.
1: It is what it is. Come on now. It is what it is. Uh, But I, I just really like they're, they're averaging I think under 60 points. I think it's 57, 58 um, points a game. So, so I think I think they're gonna, they're gonna be able to, to ride that defense um, through, some, through some tough opponents um, to get to the final four.
0: I, really quickly, Tom, because I know you might have some thoughts on this. I think this is an instance in college football is kind of unfair, but I think in college basketball is really fair, especially when you want these big tournaments. Where level of competition really does come into play here, because you know, be, I love I love the Bearcats. Go Bearcats! But they freaking suck this year. Facing them two three times a year, along with the rest of the uh, American Athletic Conference, I think you know the the points given up per game is a little bit. I think that's due to poor competition they played. And for and you go to one of these teams, uh, for example, uh, let, let's just go to I mean, like Baylor, yeah, they go up 72 points a game, but they're a better defensive team, in my opinion, than Houston because they're facing K. Cunningham, they're facing the Kansas and the Texas Tech and the Oklahoma. They're in the best conference, in my opinion, bowl take. They're in the best conference in in the uh, in college basketball this year, anyway, which is loaded in the Big 12. You could say the Big Ten as well. That's also another good option, but they're in the best conference in college basketball, so I think that is where level of competition comes into play with, how, with the amount of points to give up a game.
2: If you're a Cincinnati Bearcats fan, 2021 so far has sucked for you because <laughs> it started on New Year's Day with a close loss to Georgia. I, I think UC should have won that game, personally. Yeah, and then all of a sudden your basketball team thinks for most of January and February that makes a run to get your hopes up for some sort of NCAA tournament run, then gets, then gets run out of the gym. Oh my God. Right, they got beat by like, Oh my Oh, I, I don't want to talk they, about it. They got run out of the gym by Houston in the title game. As far as best conference in the nation goes, I certainly get the argument for big 12 because you have a ranked team playing on the first day of the tournament that was texas tech i believe played on the first day of the tournament so i get it or it was oklahoma i'm sorry oklahoma was the ranked team that played on the first day of the tournament so i get it i go big i big 10 over big 12 and it's because i've watched these teams so much and uh, yeah. it's what's i they, they've got nine in the tournament big 12 could not get nine in the tournament and that's that's partially their own fault because if, with a loaded conference like that, only 10 teams, you're going to have one or two bottom feeders. So yeah. in a way, it is it is and isn't their fault that they can't get nine teams in then the Big Ten can. As far as championship goes, I totally get the argument for Big 12 because the Big 12 last made the title game the last time this thing was played and the Big Ten last made the championship game in 2015 when Wisconsin made the title game beating undefeated Kentucky and they lost to Duke. So I get it. I slant big 10, but big 12 is also a very, very fair argument.
0: Yeah. All right. So we're going to wrap up the show with, uh, we have some brackets. We have a couple brackets. We're going to share and we're going to wrap up with that. And, uh, we have time. We'll go through, um, crap. We'll go through, what's it called? I'll flip the table. So let's run through these really, really quickly. Um, If I can find it. Now my computer doesn't want to work. That's that's painful. Um, All right. So here is the first bracket. Uh, Here we go. All right. I got it. So this is from Andrew T.Y.S. So thank you for sharing this with us. Uh, he has Gonzaga and Creighton meeting up at the 316. Gonzaga going to the Final Four. He has, similar to you, Michigan going to the Final Four. Uh, Houston going to the Final Four along with Warner. Um, zoom in there a little bit. Some of the, some of the upsets, I guess he has. Um, not, not very many upsets, at least visible upsets. What are your first thoughts on this, Tom? Okay, looking at this, I do see Colgate over Arkansas. Oh yeah. you're right, Colgate. Yep, we
2: got about that. they can shoot the three ball. Um, I okay, Ohio winning a game. They have USC winning. They probably might have thought Wichita State was going to beat Drake. Uh, Georgetown winning as well. Um, seems pretty chalk. Usually that does not translate to, um a lot of money for you north carolina over wisconsin that's interesting i thought north carolina was overseeded uh let's see baylor baylor winning the championship that that could happen because gonzaga was supposed to play baylor this year but covid shut that down 90 minutes prior to tip off so interesting bracket i think it's a little too chalk if you wanted to win the big prize but of course, I think my bracket's the best in the world, and we know that it's not going to be. So <laughs> right. it's, it's possible that that could win. That could win. It's possible that that could crap out in the first weekend. So, right. so far, I go to a little too chalk, but it could win.
0: Yeah. Um, let's go on to this next one here. This is from um, a Cincy fan talking podcast. Shout out to him. Uh, so he has, he actually wrote his out. Classics. Um, So let's see here. His final four Gonzaga, Bama, Baylor, and Houston. A lot of Houston talk right now going to the final four. Uh, Here's a Nova one with Thrope. He has them beating uh, Nova and Purdue. Um, He has Utah State being Texas Tech, um, Oregon State being Tennessee, Illinois losing to Houston. Uh, Let's see over here really quickly. Um, LSU knocking off Michigan, um, Ooh, Oregon and USC pulling off upsets against Kansas and Iowa. So this is another interesting one.
2: Yeah. So on this one, maybe, maybe he was talking to Bill Walton just a little bit too much because I'm not sure if I like the USC and Oregon picks, uh, Gonzaga making the final four. Most people have that like myself. LSU Michigan could go one way or the other and if St. Bonaventure beats Michigan that could be the case too because like you had said St. Bonaventure does play very good defense uh Alabama is a sexy final four pick you know, a lot of people like to pick them in this Baylor interesting pick with Utah State beating Texas Tech Utah State yet it did get in as one of the last four buys uh West Virginia Houston, he has a, I think he has a little bit too much faith in Houston. No, um, they don't have the. Um, oh, what Rob? Order what? What? Whatever the point guard with the man buns last name? I forget. I forget. I forget his name. But that when they had him, Houston was. Houston was way up there. I don't think that they're going to go that far. But um, Gonzaga. <clears throat> Uh, Gonzaga winning the national championship. That's what I've got. Oh yeah. And I, I wrote my bracket out too, if you want to yeah. see that. <laughs> I also tend my bracket as well, but um, yeah, that's so inter- it's an interesting. Interesting picks. So looking forward to who we've
0: who we all have winning the national title here. Yep. So let's, go through for handwriting? yep let's go through that really quickly. We'll have, if we have time, we'll go flip the table. So the final four for me again was Texas, the matching against Oak, uh not Oklahoma, Gonzaga, and then Baylor in West Virginia. I have Baylor knocking off West Virginia and Gonzaga knocking off Texas. Though so the matchup that we were robbed of due to COVID during the regular season, Gonzaga and Baylor they finally meet up, and Baylor's going to win the national championship. I have Baylor winning. They're 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 just. A really complete team. If they can get back to – they're another team where COVID kind of messed them up a little bit. They haven't really been able to find that groove since they got off their little hiatus from COVID. But they could get back to playing some of that sound defense they were playing before COVID. They have Butler, Teague, uh, Crap. The other guy's name is escaping me right now. Uh, crap, it's escaping me. I'll find it later. But, yeah, I think it will be a really competitive game, really close, tight game. I have Baylor winning the national championship.
2: Alrighty. as for me, I've got, unfortunately for me, I've got Gonzaga beating Michigan in the final four. I think that's going to be a highly contested game, but Gonzaga is going to pull away by two possessions. Illinois and Texas Tech, I, even though I like Texas Tech to make the final four, I think they're going to get run out of the gym by Illinois once they get this far. One of, one of those things, I'm sure you've seen it in high school basketball, where a team that you never thought would win district wins it. And then they go to the regionals and just get run out of the gym. But this is what's going to happen here between Texas tech and Illinois. Illinois makes the national title game and Gonzaga wins the national title by six points, 85 to 79. Corey Kispert is your MVP. Uh, they shut down Ioto Sumo and Kofi Kochburn for most of the game. Cokeburn makes a run towards the end, but it won't matter. Gonzaga 85,
1: Illinois 79, Gonzaga the title. Yeah, um, so I've got uh, Gonzaga-BYU in and, and their matchup. I have Gonzaga winning that game, and then I have Baylor in Houston. Um, so we got two one-seeds in Gonzaga and Baylor. Um, and here's here's what – the only thing i got to say is I just – I can't pick Gonzaga because they're – <laughs> they're, they're just, they went undefeated and, and I don't think we're going to see an immaculate season um for for Gonzaga so I think Baylor's going to win the national championship that's who I picked Um, so all those Baylor fans out there your football team is so-so but your basketball team is going to collect a championship all right, all right. Oh, go ahead
2: Is is
0: Sean back with us or not yet? Okay. Um, All right, we are back. Part two, uh, Zoom was being a jerk. Zoom doesn't like us. Bye, Zoom. All right, so I believe you were talking about your final four picks and we were transitioning. So I wanted to go ahead and uh, continue our – yeah.
1: Yeah, so um, Tom had Gonzaga winning the tournament beating Indiana in the final Illinois year.
0: Illinois Illinois.
1: Oh, Illinois sorry 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 Illinois the other I school um and then Sean and I both had um Gonzaga losing to Baylor in our in our final um surprises if you want to call them that in the final four I had BYU in the final four um Tom had Texas Tech in the final four Sean did you have any surprises
0: I mean, unless you consider West Virginia and Texas a surprise, I mean, maybe you could consider Texas a surprise, but I, I, I wouldn't say no, but BYU is like the, the surprise of surprise. I've
1: got, I've got one surprise on each side. I've got a Houston and BYU. So which, which surprise is going to be bigger? We'll find out. Maybe, maybe they both make the final four and you guys look like idiots and I look like a genius. Or they could get eliminated first round, and I just look like a total idiot who should never talk about college basketball again.
0: Which is more likely to be. We'll see what happens.
1: We'll see what happens. It's coming up, baby. It's coming up. The madness is upon us.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, So I guess we could go and wrap up the show with Blip the Table. We really need uh, a sound effect for that. Like we have one for.
1: we have idiot of the
0: day. Idiot of the, the day. We've
1: got one for um, headline five.
0: Yeah, but uh, so let's let's continue and let's wrap the show up with uh, crap. I'm I'm lo- I'm I'm losing my words. Let's wrap the show with flip the table. Tom, you've been on the show multiple times. You know what oh, the yeah. table is? Uh, for our audience, flip the table is where we allow our guests to ask any questions show sports or life, random related crap. So, Tom, it doesn't look like you have a table, but if you did, flip your table. <laughs> yeah, there we go.
2: That would cost me a couple, couple of thousand bucks because I got some equipment here that <laughs> that is pretty valuable if I actually flip the table. But my question the German MP was going to
0: be. Um, I'm sorry, you were breaking up. Couldn't understand the question.
2: Uh oh. Uh, who's
0: the MVP of the tournament? The MVP of the tournament, well, based off of my bracket, if oh, – or oh, crap, don't they eh, – okay. Uh, MVP of the tournament. My MVP of the tournament because I think this guy's just going to have a, a complete, like, hair uh, in the tournament. He, they're not going to the Final Four or anything, but they're going to the lead eight Kay Cunningham because if they're going to have a deep run in this tournament, K Cunningham is going to have to go for Zerk. I'm not saying they don't, have, they don't have other talent on that roster, but he's going to have to put on a show and prove to these scouts that he is the number one pick in this draft. He's, he does that, MVP, my MVP anyway, and you can pencil in the number one pick being K Cunningham. Warner?
1: I think that's certainly a good pick, um, but I'm going to go based off of how my bracket falls and, um, and this team's success. And and not not in terms of um of this player, uh, you know, putting up a ridiculous stat line, averaging thirty five or whatever uh, may happen. But I think I think going off of the BYU thing, I think uh, Matt Matt Harms, the Matt Double Harms, um, is going to be the 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 MVP if you want to say of the tournament, just because we saw what happened with Taco Fall um, and how they almost knocked off Duke. And then that crazy um, ending sequence happened and boy, oh boy, it was, it was, it was great. It was amazing to watch. But um, I think we have a guy who's seven foot three matched with the skill set of those guys. They've got um, what Alex Barcello, I believe he's, he's shooting just about 50% from three. Um, So they have some real studs there, but I think, I think Matt double a harms is going to be, um, be the MVP of this tournament and really bring the, give the, give BYU the edge against some of these teams.
2: I am going to go with Corey Kispert. All the way. So, uh,
0: Corey All right. Good thing I read lips very well, ladies and gentlemen. Tom Green's <laughs> MVP of the tournament is Corey Kispert. Um, learn how to read lips at a very young age, because in third grade, real real weird stories, like me and my friend, not Warner, screw Warner, um, we, we would talk so much in class, or whatever, that they, our teacher would separate us, like put him on one side of the room, I'm on the other side of the room, and instead of like talking real loud, he'll say something and be like, oh, okay, I'm, we will read each other's lips and have a conversation without talking. So you know if... Uh, Sean was a delinquent
1: in elementary school. I was, I was playing with baseball cards and, and talking in class.
0: So if you know if you know like zombies come from like or whatever like beasts and monsters from a quiet place come and kill everybody and you have to be quiet, you know you can rely on me to still be able to have some human interaction without talking. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, Tom. well if there's nothing else, thank you so much. Well, this was a big episode. We started the show. With NFL free talk, we end with the madness that is March Madness. Fill out your brackets now. Uh, follow Tom on Twitter and do all that good stuff, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the Sports Headline Show with featuring Tom Green. Thank you so much to, for watching and peace out. You bet.